The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Henrique got it to the left wing point. Fowler through the middle, gave it away to McDavid. McDavid to Nugent Hopkins to McDavid in over the line. Now over to Hyman. Scores! And Nugent Hopkins is going to pick up point number 100 as the Oilers are up 3-1. to one. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, 100 points in a season, gets the assist on that Zach Hyman empty netter. The Edmonton Oilers win again, 3-1 over the Anaheim Ducks. It's a six-game winning streak for your Edmonton Oilers. They are 11-0-1 in their last 12. The milestones continue to pile up for the Oilers with Nugent Hopkins hitting 100 points. They become the 14th team in NHL history to have three or more players get to 100 points in a season. Has not happened since the Pittsburgh Penguins did it in 95-96. Edmonton's record now 47-23-9 on the season. Three games left in the regular season for the Oilers. They're a point behind Vegas for the Pacific Division lead. Vegas does have a game in hand. They have a big game against the LA Kings coming up tomorrow. Thanks a lot for joining us. It's 11.04 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Well, Rob, let, let's start with the individual story. And uh, we've talked about him a lot this season for a lot of different reasons. But an, another milestone for Ryan Nugent Hopkins, 100 points. And um, you could just see how happy all his teammates were for him. Oh, 100%. Uh, he's a, a fan favorite in Edmonton, but he's also a, a dressing room favorite. He's just a nice kid. And uh, to have a career year, 12 years into your careers, it's quite astounding. Uh, he's always done just a bit of everything. He's always been in a very important cog to the Edmonton Oilers because he does every he, he, he penalty kills. He plays five on five. He's on your power play, four on four in overtime, late late in hockey games where you're trying to hold on to a league. Late in hockey games when you're trailing, he, he's always been part of everything that the Oilers are, are doing on the ice. And then to have the individual success come to him at this point, I mean, when you play on a team with Connor and Leon. Sometimes you're in a shadow and you aren't noticed. But I think everyone around the National Hockey League has taken notice to what RNH has done this year. And you saw the excitement amongst his teammates when he got the 100th goal, that, or 100th point. That shows you uh, the respect they have him, but how well-liked he is. Like, they were pulling for him. When, and I can tell you 100% that every guy on that bench knew when Anaheim pulled their goalie, that Ryan Nugent Hopkins was about to get his 100th point, and the Edmonton Oilers' Connor McDavid made sure of it. So uh, a fun night for the Edmonton Oilers and a pretty exciting night for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Still calling him a kid, eh? He turns 30 a week from today. Um, I've been traded, I think, three times in the National Hockey League before he was born. So, yes, he is a kid to me. <laughs> and another thing, too, is funny. You Bob said it, Jack said it on air, and then you just said it right here where the Oilers are one point out of the Pacific Division lead. They're one point out of the Western Conference lead. The, uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, they lead the Western Conference in points. 
The Edmonton Oilers are only one point out of having home ice advantage all the way through the playoffs to the to the Stanley Cup Finals. So, again, home ice isn't everything, but it's kind of neat to have. And the Edmonton Oilers, this late-season surge, led by Ryan Nugent-Hopkins and his teammates, have put the Oilers in a, a position where they could start the first three series, if they play all three series, on home ice. Yeah, well, you know what, Rob? That's a, that's a good point because earlier in the season, it looked like the top three teams in the Central Division might have more points than the first place team in the Pacific. And now it could very likely be the other way around because oh. Colorado, excellent team. And they, they have games in hand. They have six left. They and Dallas, it's a three-way tie. They, Dallas and Minnesota all have 98 points. LA's third in the Pacific and they have a hundred. Now, you know, I know that Anaheim's in the Pacific division, but Chicago's in the central and they both have 56. So it, it is kind of interesting how, how things have changed a little bit as the season has gone on and Vegas, Edmonton and LA all in sort of different ways, I think have, have asserted themselves and, and you could have the top three teams in the Pacific with enough points that if they were in the central, they would have finished first there. Well, and, and, and there was a lot of talk and we've talked about it too, how the central was the tougher of the two divisions and they had the better of the teams. But as of late, you know, Edmonton goes in and beats up on Vegas and everyone all started to start thinking, okay, Vegas is going to come come back to earth. they got a tough schedule. I mean, this is going to be a team that's going to finish third in the division. Then they just go and beat the central leading Minnesota Wild back to back. And this is a Vegas team that's beat up with a bunch of injuries right now. And they just took four points out of four points against Minnesota. So uh, the Pacific division is good. It's very, very good. Uh, and the, whoever wins the Pacific and the Western Conference, they're still going to have to go through the Stanley Cup champions to do it because I think Colorado plays two of the three teams, if not all three, before the season is out. They've got a tough little stretch coming up as Edmonton plays them, and I believe L.A. or Vegas plays them as well. So uh, to earn the Western Conference regular season title, the Edmonton Oilers are going to have to probably win out all four games, um, or three games, excuse me, Two against, or two against San Jose and one against Colorado, but they're perfectly capable of doing that. And if they win out, there's a good chance that they're going to be home seed in the first three rounds of the playoffs. The Oilers take it 3-1 in Anaheim. That's a $300 donation to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous from James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They're filling the net with 100 bucks to 6.30 Chad Centers Anonymous every time the Oilers score. So Hyman got the empty netter. The other two goals tonight, Rob, produced three minutes and 10 seconds apart in the second period by the line of Costin, Yanmark, and Bukestad. Uh, you actually brought this that line up a couple times. Well, Bukestad and, and Yanmark and whoever has played with them over the last couple of weeks, how uh, they don't always put goals in the net or get their names on the score sheet, but they tilt the ice. And sometimes it's hemming in the opposition's best players for a good 45 seconds to a minute. But they've been playing very well as of late. And it's funny, you say they score two goals that line, three minutes and 10 seconds apart. There's been times in the last couple of years, and even under Jay Woodcroft, where a third line would go eight or nine minutes between shifts, let alone have a chance to score two goals within three minutes because they got right back out there. Jay Woodcroft has put more trust in his role players, in his bottom six, and his role players' bottom six have uh, thanked their coaching staff by being productive and being 
momentum changing type players. So it was a great, great game. By the way, I mean they had they had the two goals and they had ample other opportunities. Uh, so the Bukestad trade didn't, you know, shock the world when it happened at the deadline. But he has come in and solidified uh, their bottom six, give them a big body in the middle, and it's been. A number of players that have played with he and Yanmark, Costin's been there, Fogel's been there, we've seen Yamamoto at times, and it doesn't really matter. They've always had a little bit of chemistry and had things going in the right direction. So again, uh, if you're counting up all the positives or the pros going into the playoffs, the play of the bottom six is certainly one of the big check marks that the Oilers have this year, more so than any year in the last, as long as you and I have been working together. Yeah, absolutely. That's our quick change for Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Loop today. Bukestad, I mean, 17 goals this season, four of them with the Oilers in 16 games, so very good pace for a, a bottom six player. And, and we talk about Yadmark from, from time to time, and Bob asked him after the game, you know, season didn't start great for you. You, you got sent to the minors after being signed in the, in the summer and working through all that kind of stuff. But I, I've really noticed about Yadmark – the he like he knows what to do with the puck. I mean, he's not a flashy player. He's not a high end skill player, but he just seems to put the puck in the right place. Good little pass there to Costin for the goal, and then he's out. You can you put him out late in the third period like this. Doesn't have to play if he doesn't have to play. You know, it's it's dumped behind the net. It's behind the other team's icing line, and you can go chase it down there. He just seems to know where the puck needs to go at all times. Well, you, you don't want a, a high-skilled player in your bottom six. You want a comfortable player. You want a safe player. When you're, you've got guys on your team that are going to put the puck in the net. So there's going to be times where you need to slow down the opposition. You need someone that's going to get the puck out at the blue line, that when he gets to the, when he's five feet from the red line, he will get that extra five feet so he can get the puck in and without taking an icing uh, that'll block a shot that'll take a hit to make a play. And, and Yanmark does all of those. And I've played with players who haven't liked their roles, haven't accepted their roles. I've played with players that have gone down to the minors and pouted. And when their opportunity came, they weren't prepared for it. Well, Yanmark's a guy that went down to the minors, couldn't have been happy. That's not what he was signed here for. But because of contracts and, and salary cap, he went down there. And when he came back up, uh, he fit in seamlessly. And it was though, okay, that guy went down there and worked on the proper things. And he came up with the right attitude. And, yeah, it's he, he's gaining more confidence. And the coaches have noticed that, and they're giving him more ice time. So Yanmark is, he is a safe player. He's a guy that at any point in the game, Jay Woodcroft and look, look down and go, okay, you know what, I'm going to put these two, but I'm going to make sure Yanmark's out there with them because I know at all times I'm going to have, when Yanmark's on the ice, he's going to be making the right, safe play and keep himself in the right defensive position. And because of that, Yanmark continues to get his 13, 14, 15 minutes a night. All right, so the Oilers beat the Ducks 3-1. Nuge gets to 100 points. Let's go at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Name one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. Head coach Jay Woodcroft in the organization certainly popular with the um, players and the coaches uh, to see someone like that hit a milestone of that mag uh, magnitude is um, very exciting for everybody and uh, I think our team wanted to show Ryan um, how important he is to the team and how happy everyone was for him that he hit that personal milestone today. 
Leon and Connor, of course, get a lot of the attention. Everybody knows how great they are. But Ryan, uh, tell me, you know, those who don't know, maybe, uh, how good a player he is. Well, I can tell you uh, I've seen a lot of growth in his game this year, um, not just on the points. Uh, getting to 100 points is so special. But uh, just he's used in every situation. First unit power play, first unit penalty kill, plays six on five, five on six, touches every aspect of the game. And he flies a little bit under the radar because we have some other special players here as well. Um, but you know what? He's certainly appreciated by his coaching staff and, and his teammates because, uh, you know, he's a winner. And he does a lot of little things that go into team wins. Um, and we're lucky that we have him on our team. Speaking of wins, so maybe describe the win for you guys tonight. Obviously, the third line stepping up in a pretty big way. Yeah, I thought it was real positive that some, uh, you know, some other people picked up the slack on the scoring side of things. I thought uh, that line of cost and Bukestad and Janmark gave us some real good minutes. Um, you know, uh, I thought it was a good road win. It was a, uh, you know, 2 nothing heading into the third period. We made one mistake with the puck. They they capitalized. They worked hard tonight. Um, you know, I think we've given up, uh, what is it, two goals in the last four games. That's a good sign for our team. Points back-to-back nights, 12-game point streak. Feel like you're playing your best hockey right now? Um, I think we're playing good hockey, certainly, and it's a credit to our players. I would also say that I don't think we're at or near um, the level we're capable of yet. I think we're just scratching the surface of our potential. I think we're rounding into form at the right time of year. Um, but I know there's a, another level to our group, and uh, we haven't hit it just yet. Um, but the fellows are certainly working and, and getting results, and I'm proud of that. What about, uh, how about Jack Campbell? He said it's been a journey trying to find his yeah. game this year. Yeah. Uh, looks like he's found it. But yeah, well, you know, like a, he's very much like Ryan Nugent Hopkins in that uh, you, you couldn't be happier for, for Jack because he works. He's a great teammate. Um, his teammates are super excited that he's found some success here this these last two games. And, um, you know, they're doing things to try and, you know, make sure uh, to limit shots and play the game the right way and not take unnecessary chances, that type of thing. Um, but for Jack to give up one goal in his last two games, that's a credit to him and all the work that he's putting in happy for him you've probably been part of some wacky team building events over your many years yep. is there a better team building than Nuge getting 100 points and Jack Campbell finding his game and the boys going to the dressing room afterwards and celebrating that well, I thought it was really fun but you're the key word and or operative word and what you just said is that we were celebrating and the reason we were celebrating was because the team won I think that's the best team builder around is when you find ways to win games you find ways to celebrate everybody's contribution and those two were certainly huge in the win tonight and um, you know them hitting the the personal milestones I think is a byproduct of the team doing well and uh, you know but like I said everyone's happy for those two. How special is it to be that be a coach on a team with three 100 point skaters I mean that hasn't been done since Pittsburgh in the mid 90s. Yeah it's very special um, I consider uh, being the head coach of a proud organization like the Edmonton Oilers to be a privilege and it's a responsibility I don't take lightly and uh, I'm like I said before the game I think uh, that certainly myself and our coaches all have an unshakable belief in our players and and what the opportunity is before us and um, we're gonna enjoy tonight's win and rest up and get ready for San Jose on Saturday Thanks, sir. Thanks, guys. Thanks, sir. 
All right, that is Jay Woodcroft after the Oilers beat the Anaheim Ducks 3-1 tonight. The shot's 33-28 in favor of the Oilers. So Jack Campbell stops 27 out of 28. Rob, he's now 27-14-5 on the season, and he got the shutout on Saturday and another solid game from Campbell tonight. Yeah, he, he was good. Um, now, he wasn't as busy as he was the last time these two teams met. Uh, the first period, the other time, the last time they played was at 17 shots and I am had, and they dominated. The others had a really poor first period in that game, and Campbell kept him in it. Uh, tonight, this was a, uh, a game where there's always stress on Campbell. This game was close throughout. It was always within one or two goals. Uh, he couldn't afford a mistake. Uh, he was tested uh, a number of times. And uh, he, the last two games, he's looked very confident. And we've seen him, even in games when the puck wasn't going in, where he looked a little shaky or uncomfortable, or you could see he, he'd get the, the look behind to see, okay, did that sneak through me? Or the pucks were bouncing off him. Uh, the last couple of games has been the opposite. It's been sticking to him. Uh, he, if there's a rebound, he's putting it in the right place. He's kicking it past the, the opposition players or putting it into a corner. Uh, he's not giving up second chances, not swimming around in the, in the crease. So he, whatever he's been doing in the practices or with the goalie coach, Dustin Schwartz, has been working because the last two games have been very good starts for Jack Campbell. And uh, I know that he will be the backup to start the playoffs, but you just never know. And you would prefer to have uh, in your in, in your back pocket a, a confident uh, goaltender who's playing well just in case. And right now, that's what Jack Campbell is. Campbell named the third star tonight. Troy Terry, the second star. He had Anaheim's only goal. Clem cost in a goal and an assist. He was picked as the first star. We give out the fourth star for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. Well, pretty easy to give it the new drop. <laughs> I agree. I think there's a lot of guys that played well tonight, but I mean, seriously, let's this four star goes to a 12 years worth of first star type of effort. So yeah, to me, R and H, he's your four star tonight. All right. So we're happy to hear from you this evening. 780-496-0063. The hotline is powered by certain teed. The pros' choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certain teed pro all the way. Oilers beat the ducks. 3-1, back in a couple of minutes. Hartland Ford, overtime open line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. She's being pressured by Bouchard, gets it across the line. White will let it go, and a glove save made by Campbell. Colton White from the blue line was able to walk in, and a good hard shot, nice save by Campbell. All right, good performance by Jack Campbell. That is his save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. So the Oilers beat Anaheim 3-1. They're 47-23-9 on the season. That is 103 points. Last year, the Oilers were 49-27-6. That got them to 104 points. So with three games to go, I think... Uh, we can make a safe projection that the Oilers will top last year's win total. Uh, I mean, you got to go by points percentage to compare the previous two years because one was 56 games, one was uh, 71. The or the Oilers uh, had exactly 47 wins 
back in 16-17 when they broke the 10-year playoff drought. Uh, all those years, of course, they only got the 41 wins once. In 05-06, when they had that incredible run to Game 7 of the Cup Final, their record was 41-28-13 for 95 points. What does all that mean, Rob Brown? Nothing. It's just fun to talk about. <laughs> it means that the Oilers are going to be in the playoffs. They may have yeah, home ice that's... advantage. And in reality, it means that the Oilers are a good hockey club. Yeah, they're, they're uh, in the tournament. As they're in the tournament. They're in the it, tournament. It guarantees them nothing other than a clean slate on April the 17th or whenever the playoffs start. And, well, a lot of people have them as one of the favorites. Uh, they will have... Uh, there will be pressure on themselves to, to, to move further, or at least as far as they did last year, if not further. But there's expectations in that dressing room that exceed where they played last year. They, they expect to be in the Stanley Cup final. That's how good they feel that they are. And the way they've played as of late, it's kind of hard to argue with them. Yeah, just looking back on some of the previous years, remember for there was a, that stretch of years, when would have it been from 2000 to 2004 when there were both ties and overtime losses before they had the shootout? So, for example, in 99-2000, the Oilers only won 32 games, but they only lost 26 because they had 16 ties and eight overtime losses. So they got 24 single points. Yeah, I, I played in that era when if you if no one scored in overtime, then it was a tie. Yeah. So it was, I'm pretty sure, I, I think I played when we didn't have overtime too. My memory fades, but I, I believe the beginning of my career, I don't think we always had overtime, but I can't remember though. So we well, might maybe have. Maybe in junior, they, did they have overtime when you played in junior? Um, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't know when think it so. started in the WHL actually. I don't it read that was 40 years ago. So I do not recall what I, what we did in junior. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, we, buddy. we were in Camelot, so we usually won big. We never needed overtime. That's true. Most of your games were nine, three or, or 16, four. <laughs> we had some high scoring games under Ken Hitchcock. All right. Oilers win 3-1 over the Ducks. The Oilers have only allowed uh, two goals against in their last four games, by the way, which is pretty good. 780-496-0063. We have RJ on the line. Hi, RJ. Go ahead. How are you guys doing? I want to compliment your, compliment your show. You guys are rad. My, well, huzzah to the soup and big outs to the third line. The one thing that I want to ask is, because the regular season is to build the game and put it out there for everybody to watch and enjoy, but it's also playoff seating. And losses don't mean anything in the playoffs, even if they're in overtime. What are your guys' thoughts? If the Or do you see a difference in the point system coming in the future where maybe games are worth three points? And if it goes to overtime, you know, uh, one team doesn't knock the other out, that there's only three points to get from that. The overtime winner gets two. The overtime loser gets one. Would that um, change the game in a positive way? I, I, I understand what you're saying, and, and there's a lot of um, right in what you're saying. As you see, a lot of different sports, a lot of different tournaments do have a three-point for a regulation win and then different for overtime wins. The one thing that I've seen with the National Hockey League, they don't really embrace change a lot. <laughs> um, they like 
the status quo. I mean, there's so many things I'd love to change. I'd change. I'd go back to the one eight playoff system. I hate when the second and third best teams in a conference play each other in the first round. I, I think that's silly. Yet the NHL has no thoughts of changing it. Gary Bettman came out and talked about the fact that, hey, we have the best first round in any sport. And he's, it's true, but he says, so there's no chance of changing. So I, as much as what you say makes sense, uh, I do not see that happening anytime soon. I haven't even heard them discussing it. Like they always have the GM meetings and they have the things that they discuss. I have not heard anything where they talk about a different point system going forward. Yeah, it's in. I've just quickly googled it. I don't. I don't even know if the person who did it bothers doing it any anymore. But there was. I can't remember if he wrote for Sportsnet or some other site. But there, there was somebody who would would always redo the standings at the end of the year with a three-two-one system, and it it actually usually didn't change that much. Like sometimes even the seating wouldn't change that much. Um, but there, you know, there did usually be a team or two that that was in the playoffs, and another team would be bumped out. I, I think that's a great question from RJ. It, it mm-hmm. is kind of a hypothetical. Bettman has said he doesn't like it, so I don't know if it's it's going to change. I don't know if they want to add a fourth column in the standings, just for. <laughs> You know, people are used to saying records that way, and I think sometimes fans are reluctant to change too. That's true, Reed, and I can tell you from experience, I've gone through some of the, uh, so I follow all of our, our St. Albert teams, how they do in their minor hockey, and some of the websites they do, they have wins, regulation wins, overtime wins, overtime law, and it's like, I'm confused. I've been around the game right. forever, and I'm like, okay, there's like nine columns here. And I go to the end, I don't even know how they got to 46 points on the season. So, yeah, it's simplifying is, is easier for us to, to understand. And, I yeah, I, I don't see anything changing. I've not heard of them putting it forward and even having a discussion at the GM meeting. So as much as it, it, it can make sense and it does make sense, I don't see any change. Yeah, the, but the World Juniors have started doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go because sometimes two teams will play in the last game of the round robin and they're both three wins, zero losses, but one team has an overtime win. So they only have eight points to the other team having nine. The th- the thing that it, bugs me. It makes more points. sense though when those teams read because it's a short tournament and then you get rid of all right. of the other, um, types of way they have to tie breaking things. So it's, it's easy in a, a short tournament as opposed to going over an entire season. The, the thing that bugs me about the way it is is that a game is worth two points unless it goes to overtime and then it's worth three. Like, to me, a game should be worth a certain number of points all the time. You know what I mean? Like yeah, but I think... Oh, so you mean two points for... Because I think the, the way they well, say no, it's it is three points if you get a regulation win. Yeah, well, well, the current system, not every game is worth the same amount. Oh, okay. Like, I see you a mean game, you can a get game two that goes to overtime yeah. is all of a sudden worth 50% extra points because it's going to be one mm-hmm. team gets two and one team gets one. So I, I like what RJ, I, I like the concept of every game is worth three points. If you win in regulation, you get three. If you win in overtime or a shootout, you get two. If you win, if you lose in overtime or a shootout, you get one. If you lose in regulation, you get zero. Because what the league is saying now is that losing in overtime or a shootout is not as bad as losing in regulation time. But winning yep. in regulation is not worth more than winning in overtime or a shootout. It doesn't, like, it right, doesn't match. You no, know, true, but the, th- the thing is, if, if they said that, okay, you know what, 
if you go to over every game tie game goes to overtime and still again two points for the winner zero for overtime teams are teams are going to vote against going to overtime they'd rather just take the one point well yeah true than yeah. risk going into overtime especially if you're you're a team that's built for playing you know low scoring games you're not a highly skilled team you don't want to give up those points so i could see a lot of teams voting against playing overtime and losing your one your chance at one point just because it doesn't suit the way that team plays yeah it's it's, it's fun to talk about i think you're right rob mm -hmm. i don't think there's any immediate or maybe even medium term appetite to change it maybe someday it'll change i mean i'm sure uh there were some people opposed to having regular season overtime and now we've had that for about 40 years but uh yeah anyway good topic rj you got us talking about some stuff oilers win uh 3-1 over the anaheim ducks the ducks by the way have now lost nine in a row both teams went over one on the power play whenever the oilers score five or more in a game we turn on the japanese village goal light on 630 ched.com that allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurants. Come in and check out their new location at 3975 Calgary Trail. We will get to Nugent Hopkins in a couple of minutes, but first we have Tony on the line. Tony, go ahead. Hey, boys. How's it going? Good. Can't, I can't. You know, there's no complaining. Right now we're playing amazing hockey, probably the best I've seen in a long time. You know, we're just dom like we're just doing amazing. I have a question for you guys. So the game against L.A., I thought, you know, I understand letting the guys play, okay? But there are a lot of sketchy calls. I'm, like, thinking, why are the refs letting this stuff go? Like, there was one where um, I think it was Derek Ryan. He gets cross-checked and no call. Is that what we're going to be expecting to face against L.A. if we face him in the first round? Did you think that um, Leon Dreisaitl should have got a penalty for slew-footing Drew Doughty? Um, do I? It's like the one against, like, what happened last year with Mikey no, Anderson. Yeah, but, but in the game in the game against L.A., right at the beginning, Leon absolutely hammered Drew Doughty, but he slew-footed him. He kicked his feet out. The refs let that go as well. I'm just wondering if that's what we're going to be expecting against L.A., that the refs are just going to let a lot of stuff go. I, well, I thought uh, well, I thought the refing's been good. I've had no problem with the refing as of late. I thought the refing's been good. Um, they're not trying to uh, dictate the outcome of the game. To me, if it's something that inflicts pain, if it's something that's stupid, or it takes away goal scoring chance, that's that's got to be called. Uh, if it's just you know ticky tack stuff, then I'm fine with letting that go, allowing the players to play hockey. I think the refing has been very good as of late. And when we get into the playoffs you are going to have the best refs in the National Hockey League refing those games. The ones and, that are average or below average will no longer be refing. Yeah, and, and penalties are called on the power play. I can't remember what the stat is, but I know uh, I know I talked about it last year, and I think uh, Jason Greger might have posted something as recently as a few days ago that there, in the last, I think, three or four playoffs, there have been more power plays per game in the playoffs than in the regular season. So mm -hmm. there still are power play opportunities um, oh, there are. in the playoffs. 100%. Yeah, I, I, I get what Tony's saying. There's always going to be calls where you think, should that be called? Did a player cross the line? But, but, you know, you hope that the worst stuff does get called. Okay, Oilers win 3-1 in Anaheim. He got his 100th point of the season tonight. Here's Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Ryan, congratulations. Maybe take us through the moment uh, it happened. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously they had their uh, goalie out and Connor picked it up and I, I kind of saw him scan the ice looking for me. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, happy, happy it went in, but definitely just happy that we got the win tonight. It was a hard fought battle and <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, I mean, I, I thought they played well and we stuck with it and uh, Supi made some unbelievable saves for us. So uh, just happy to get the win. There was a time, I think, when your team would have got bored with that game. It was 0-0. Last night was emotional. You know, it was a hard game. Uh, there was a time when your team would have said, ah, let's just open it up and start scoring some goals here. Uh, that time maybe has passed, it looks like. Yeah, I think uh, even the way that we played last night, um, I, I think it's a good sign for our group. Uh, we're not getting frustrated with uh, these tight checking games and not trying to force things. And obviously when you try to force things, uh, teams have every, every team has skill and they can make you, uh, make you pay for that. So um, I think we've matured as a group in here and uh, been able to find ways to win uh, in every situation. So you were a first overall pick, and all us guys thought you'd be getting 100 points every freaking year. <laughs> I don't know if you ever thought that. Uh, does it seem like a milestone that, you know, what's, what's the milestone like for you in that? perspective yeah I mean I never I never really thought I'd, I'd, I'd get to it to be honest but uh, I'm definitely uh, proud to be able to do it with this group um, obviously I get to play with some amazing players and all through throughout the lineup I mean we have uh, uh, such a good team in here and uh, obviously we got steps that we want to keep taking but uh, definitely just proud to um, do something like this with this group are you a big numbers guy milestone guy does it mean a lot it's something you think about uh, Person, personally, I'm not. I'm not a huge numbers kind of stats guy. But I, I mean, I obviously understand that um, I hit the century mark. I mean, I'm, uh, it's definitely a milestone that uh, I'm, I'm proud of. And uh, but like I said, it wouldn't be possible without the group in here. Finally, he just said it's been a long journey, man, for me to find my game. Uh, nice for everyone else to watch their teammate kind of, you know, he's been chasing it for a long time. Yeah, well, I think, uh, I mean, obviously he, he's found a little bit more confidence. And I think uh, early in the year, obviously, uh, we could have done a better job for him too. And uh, it goes both ways. And um, But, I mean, just the way that he's been playing lately is uh, gives us a ton of confidence in him. And uh, he should have it in, in himself too. So, I mean, it's great to see. Uh, obviously, just a great, great guy, great teammate. Never got negative. Uh, even though, I mean, if uh, if you're not feeling too good about your game, I mean, it, you can you can kind of get negative pretty easy. Uh, you see that happen all the time. But I mean, he's such a positive guy. Um, always been such a good teammate, and uh, definitely happy to uh, to see him play so well right now. We talked about the milestone play on the ice, but off the ice is a pretty big cheer. We were standing outside the dressing room. Maybe take us through how special of a moment that was. Yeah, uh, I mean, extremely special. Definitely more special in the room. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's been with these uh, with this group for 12 years, and um, yeah, I'm not much else to say. When it comes to milestone pucks, do you keep them anywhere in your house, or where do they usually go? I I, I don't really have a spot yet. Um, <clears throat> maybe when I retire, I'll, th I'll think more about it. But uh, as of right now, I'm, well, I, I got to find the puck first, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, I, I don't uh, at this point. I don't really have a spot. Streamers on quite the you know, late season role here heading into the playoffs. How 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 
key is that to finish strong or once you hit the playoffs, what you do here doesn't mean as much? How do you feel on that? I think it's important to um, finish the regular season feeling good about your game, uh, being confident in your group, but uh, at the same time, it's another level in the playoffs and uh, we, we need to, I, I think our group understands that and uh, we know that we, we're still going to need to pick it up uh, to that next level, but um, at the same time, I, I definitely think uh, you want to finish off the season strong. Three skaters with 100 points. Last time that happened was Pittsburgh. Was it mean to join a group with Lemieux, Yager, and Francis? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, um, I think it's pretty special. Uh, I mean, Connor and Leon do every single year. Um, uh, I mean, just incredible players, uh, incredible teammates, but uh, for, their, for them to do what they do every year consistently is, uh, um, is something that uh, you don't see too often. So uh, just, uh, I mean, myself personally, just try to, to help out when I can. And um, yeah, happy to be a part of this group. So that is Ryan Nugent Hopkins, 36 goals, 64 assists, 100 points as he gets the assist on the Hyman empty netter. Oilers beat the Ducks 3-1. My only concern about that play, Rob, was that they were so concerned about making sure everybody touched the puck to <laughs> get a point that they might, might forget to shoot it at some point. Yeah. No, it was Connor, Leon, or Connor, Hyman, and Nuge. There was no way that puck was coming back the other way. It was going in the net. Uh, and you saw Hyman's like, all right, I'm going to put it in. Nuge has got his point. I'm going to make sure this game is over. Uh, it was neat just listening to him talk. And uh, you could see it was almost like he was going to choke up the one time when they talked about what it was like in the dress room afterwards. And he said, yeah, just, it was good. And he just didn't want to talk about it anymore. Uh, he's had a very nice career here in Edmonton. He's a fan favorite. He's had some wonderful seasons. They've been through some ups and downs. For him to have his best ever offensive season here in his 12th year, on a team that's hopefully going to do something special. I imagine that means a lot to him. He chose he chose to stay in Edmonton. I mean, his contract comes up, he could have gone anywhere and would have been very popular going anywhere, and he wanted to stay in Edmonton. Uh, that's And then to reward Edmonton with the kind of season he's having, it, it's a nice story. It's a story of this was a franchise that used to lose its best players, couldn't afford to keep its best players. And here's your one to and here he is having this incredible. All right. I'll tell you what, Rob, we might have to reset your, uh, your connection there. Uh, we'll get to more of your phone calls. A couple more players are going to speak from the dressing room. Oilers win 3-1 over the Ducks. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins. On Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Bouchard was in there deep. Petrano crashes into Newton Hopkins. Harrington will leave it to Shattenkirk behind his net. They've got the whistles put away. There's been two hits from behind in this game, and they haven't come close to calling it. All right, our crunch of the game, as described by Cam Moon and Bob Stoffer for Cougar Paint Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. And counting scoreless in the first, Costin and Bugstad in the second period, Terry and Hyman in the third. The Oilers are 11-0-1 in their last 12 games. They're a point behind Vegas for first in the Pacific Division. We have Sir Robert on the Certainty Hotline. Sir Robert, go ahead, please. Uh, hey, guys, how you doing? Good. Well, I thought, uh, I thought tonight, I mean, the... Uh, 
the first period again I thought I thought the I thought the Oilers looked a little again I wouldn't say slow but I mean I thought they were I guess uh no, maybe not slow, not passive, but I don't. I just kind of thought they were they were more or less uh, uh, playing. I guess you'd say uh, the right way instead of instead of coming out thinking, well, you know, second of a back to back, it's the Ducks. They lost eight in a row. We should probably blow them out. I thought the Oilers just uh, overall stayed patient, waited for their chances, then. And then when they finally got one, they found a way to uh, cash in on it. Uh, Campbell, again, I thought was good. Um, and uh, I thought it was nice to see uh, the uh, uh, third line provide uh, 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 most of the offense tonight. I mean, McDavid and Dreisaitl were quiet, which is unusual. But uh, at the same time, uh, I thought it was a nice win. I believe uh, I believe they can still finish first. I mean, the math is still not not technically in their favor, but the, just have to uh, wait and see how it goes. I believe the uh, game in San Jose on Saturday could be interesting because it's a matinee, and we all know uh, and well, we all know the Oilers like to make matinees interesting. So just to right. see how it turns out the rest of the way. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I think they did play a pretty patient game again, Rob, but, which, which is fine. I mean, it, it's it's different playing Anaheim than L.A. Look, Anaheim worked hard, but the game's not going to have that edge to it that it would against the Kings. But, yeah, I mean, the Oilers, they, they did enough. Uh, I mean, at this point, like Woody says, they're in the points collection business, and they're building the game, right? The, t- the team's never a – it's never a finished – finished uh product you know like there's always something to work on and another game to build for until till you're eliminated or you win it all well I, to me I, I like the fact that they won it 2-1 empty net goal 3-1 as opposed to 7-6 or 6-5 they played the proper way uh one of their big weapons wasn't be able to use tonight because there's there only one power play so Anna, 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 Anna played good. They were smart. They didn't take penalties. They were disciplined. They were good on the back pressure. They, they worked hard defensively. They blocked shots. And the Edmonton Oilers stayed patient. And that's how they're going to have to play when they come in the playoffs. So to me, it was a game where the, the energy wasn't what they had the night before, and you wouldn't expect it. But they played well enough to win, and they got contributions from other players. And I think that's key because going forward, they're going to need that come playoff time. All right, let's go back to Anaheim. Winning goaltender tonight with 27 saves. Here's Jack Campbell. We heard the ovations from outside the dressing room. How special is it to see Ryan Nugent Hopkins get 100? That was incredible. I think it was the most electric empty netter I've been a part of, and uh, it was pretty pretty cool. You know, he's, he deserves it. He works so hard and has had an amazing year, and it's only going to continue. Can you describe how much he means to this team and his teammates? I don't think I can describe it, actually. Uh, you know, he's just such a first-class guy, and um, what a teammate it is to, what a joy to come to the rink every day and um, talk to him and hang out with him away from the rink, and just a great human being and um, pretty amazing hockey player. Teams do all these team-building exercises, and they go to Army drills, and they go here and they do that. Is there a better team-building exercise than having a, one of the favorite guys accomplish something like that? Is that more organic? 
Yeah, definitely builds that chemistry, and I think just him being that kind of guy already builds that chemistry all year long and throughout his whole career here with the people that have been in here a long time. So um, even us guys that just came in this year, you can see how much he means to the whole group and um, really special to see him accomplish something so uh, significant. Okay, you've been looking for your game uh, for a long time. It looks like you found it. Do you feel like you found it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That must feel good for you. It does. It's been a journey. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I, that's just how I expect to be. And um, sometimes it just takes a lot longer than, than I want. But um, definitely remember, you know, some of the points uh, that I've been emphasizing lately and try to keep that rolling. Your team is rolling. They're not. But this was a tough game for you. So what, why, why was it a difficult one for you? I mean, we had a hard fault win last night against a team we're battling for the standings. Um, Anaheim came out and played well. Uh, got some young skill and, uh, you know, stuck to their game plan. And we just stuck to ours and ended up getting a nice two points. The standings, is it something you're really thinking about all the time? Or it's so nip and tuck there? Yeah, I mean, we want to get home ice, and that's important in the playoffs. So definitely motivates us to finish the last few games here strong. Jack, you talked about how much of a journey it's been for you. Uh, sometimes adversity can be a great teacher. What did you learn about yourself in that process? Yeah, I mean, um, it's humbling for sure, especially when I expect to play the way I, I do. Um, but, you know, it's great to... Um, you know, you learn a lot about yourself, I guess, so you, you don't really want to go through it quite as long as I, I did, but uh, we got, you know, I'm definitely feeling great right now and just want to keep that feeling going. Well, Rob, that's as confident as we've heard Jack Campbell as a member of the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, it's funny you said that because that's the first thing I thought of as he started talking, and when Mark Spector asked him, have you found your game? He says, yes, I have. And it's like, there's a little bit of swagger there. And I can tell you, if there's one position on your team that you want a guy to have swagger, it's your goalie. And uh, he sounded happy. He sounded content with what he's got going right now. Uh, that's awesome. It, it really is. Uh, that the team now has two goaltenders that they can count on. And uh, the, the fear going into a playoffs where all of a sudden you feel, okay, if, if our goalie gets hurt, we're in trouble. Uh, it's always in the back of your mind, but they don't have that right now. I mean, again, it's 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 only been a few games. It was a team that's a bottom feeder, but the way he played, the way he's talking, this sounds like a completely different Jack Campbell than a month ago, two months ago, three months ago. So that's a good sign. That rating is going well for the Edmonton Oilers, and you just hope that it continues. Just a couple other games in the NHL tonight as we check the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. Flames, they had to win it. They do win it 3-1 over the Jets. So they're tied in points for the last playoff spot. The Jets still do have an edge there because they have a game in hand. But Calgary staying alive. They pretty much would have been done if they would have lost that one. The uh, other game sees the Rangers knock off the Lightning. 6-3. Also, set the line for River Creek Resort and Casino. Excitement, bet on it. Michael is the winner. I set the line 21 and a half. Total shots on goal in the first period. It was under at 16. 9-7 in favor of the Oilers. So Michael gets the $50 River Creek Resort and Casino 
gift card. All right, let's go uh, back to Anaheim one more time. Goal and an assist tonight. He was picked as the first star. It's Clean Costum. Go ahead. I'll let you hold the mic the whole yes, time. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Uh, clean, uh, a goal and assist for you tonight. Uh, safe to say that that's one of your better performances you've had in recent memory. Uh, I have some some games, uh, some two points game before, but yeah, like it's a big moment, uh, 100 uh, NHL games. So yeah, I'm I'm happy to share this moment with my team. Uh, so with my friends, yeah, it's a big moment for me. What comes to your mind when you think of 100 NHL games? That I'm not Rocky anymore. <laughs> I can take I can take a seat in the end of the bus now. <laughs> when uh, uh, last night was a very emotional game, a hard game, hard fought hockey, big game. A game like today is it important once in a while for the guys on the third line, the guys in the fourth line, to come out and, and win a game, to not leave it up to the top guys every night. Is it important tonight? Uh, like I said before, every every NHL game is uh, is hard. Like every team is hard to play against. But yeah, like last game was kind of playoff game, and uh, yeah, sometimes the game going not the way the our like top guys won. So we, we gotta step up and help them. So yeah, that's what we did today. When you see Ryan Nugent Hopkins get point number 100, how special of a moment was that in the locker room? Oh, it was like. I feel like I got 100 points there, actually. <laughs> I'm so happy for him. He's, he's a great guy, great teammate, and great person. Yeah. That is Clem Costin. Two points. Uh, happy for himself, happy for Nugent Hopkins, and, of course, happy for the Edmonton Oilers, who just keep rolling. Six-game winning streak, 11-0-1 in their last 12. The Oilers have not lost in regulation time since March 11th when they fell 7-4 against Toronto. So just three games left in the regular season for the Oilers. The next one is coming up on Saturday, and that's our next broadcast presented by Friesen Brothers. It's a matinee, 12.30 for the face-off show, and the game will start at 2, Oilers at Sharks. Get more on the Oilers on 630chet.com or globalnews.ca. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 8. I'll be joined by a former Oiler, Luke Gazdick. Big thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. It is a 3-1 win for the Oilers over the Ducks. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has a 100-point season. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oh, <laughs>